I had the privilege of sitting down with the famous author Anir Gorming who wrote about something only a few people in history have or will ever see. A note left behind by the Dark Brotherhood. By luck, the respected scholar Ossie was also here in Hammerfell and here in this dank, dirty skooma den. Two literary household names sitting and smoking skooma with me, a poet you've never heard of. As we smoked, I wanted to know more about their thoughts on the Dark Brotherhood, but more specifically the Night Mother. Ossie asserts the Night Mother is not a specific person but a title. Just as there is only one High King or Queen, there is only one Night Mother, though many can't assume the title. Gorming disagrees, stating there is no Night Mother, or at least no mortal one. Gorming asserts that the true Night Mother is actually the Daedric Prince Mephala, who is worshipped by the Dark Brotherhood along with Sithis. Not wanting to make a fool of myself in front of these brilliant minds, but wanting to contribute something, I went with, I don't suppose there is any way of knowing for certain? Gorming leaned forward and grinned. Certainly there is. I looked at him sideways, trying to hide the shock coming over my face from saying something utterly ridiculous. His eyes moved from mine to over my shoulder. You could ask that cloaked fellow in the corner. I slowly turned to have a look. He sat by himself, only darkness under his hood. He looked right at home in this rough, dodgy place. I turned back and asked Gorming, why would he know anything about the Night Mother? He's a dark brother, Asi hissed. That's as plain as the moons. Don't even joke about speaking with him about her. We moved on to other arguments, but I'll never forget that lone man. The author of this would go on to follow that lone man and would meet who he believed was the Night Mother herself. She was a former member of the Thieves Guild who preferred contract killing to larceny. He got to walk away with his life in exchange for his silence. However, shortly after publishing his book, the author was murdered. The Night Mother's origins are mysterious to say the least. Not surprising when talking about one of the most secretive organizations in Tamriel. All we have are collections of rumors, mistakenly dropped documents, and the testimonies of people who have encountered the Brotherhood and lived to tell the tale. This is the most likely history of the Night Mother. My name is Mr. Navens, and I have a story to tell you. What is the least mysterious about the Night Mother is her legend. A dark elf woman, who was a member of the Assassin's Guild, the Morag Tong, was visited by an entity in the dead of night. The intruder was the original creator, the Dread Father himself, Sithis. Sithis loved the woman and repeatedly visited her. In time, the woman fell in love with him. Sithis took her as his bride and begat five children with her. Sithis loved his children and wanted to be with them. So the woman granted her husband's wish. One night, 
she crept through the house with a blade while they slept and slew them, one by one, sending their souls to the void to be with their father. When the townsfolk realized her crime, they executed the woman in the town square and burned her house to the ground. All that remains in memoriam of the Night Mother is a vacant grave. Her corpse is in the care of a Dark Brotherhood keeper, where she'd deliver contracts to the listener to continue sending souls to the void. If someone wanted to summon the Dark Brotherhood, one must perform the Black Sacrament, a vile ritual that includes creating an effigy from a real body. The heart, skull, bones, and flesh are needed, then enclose it in a circle of candles. Once the effigy is created, follow these instructions from the book A Kiss Sweet Mother. Proceed to stab the effigy repeatedly with a dagger rubbed with the petals of a nightshade plant while whispering this plea. Sweet mother, sweet mother, send your child unto me, for the sins of the unworthy must be baptized in blood and fear. Then wait, child, for the dread father Sithis rewards the patient. You will be visited by a representative of the Dark Brotherhood. So begins a contract bound in blood. Finally! My prayers have been answered! The origins of the Night Mother, as well as the Dark Brotherhood, do go back to the Morag Tong, a cult that killed in the name of the Daedric Prince Mafala. Mafala deals in sex, lies, and murder, and loves interfering in the affairs of mortals and seducing them. While Daedra and the term Daedric Prince are gender neutral, Mafala presents herself as a woman, with eight massive spider legs coming out of her back to better represent her nicknames, the Spider and the Web Spinner. Mafala formed the Morag Tong to murder in her name and send the souls of their victims to the void. When one of the noble houses of Morrowind was struggling politically, they asked the question, does the Morag Tong kill specific people or could they kill anyone? One brave soul ventured to meet the Morag Tong and a deal was struck. The Morag Tong would kill a political adversary of the noble house get paid for services rendered, and Mafalo would still get her soul in the void. Everyone wins. Not only did the plan go off without a hitch, but word got around that the Morag Tong was contracting killings. It wasn't long until the Tong was weaponized by all noble houses of Morrowind. With the significant flow of income, the Morag Tong made themselves more professional, setting themselves up as a business, but still, of course, performing every kill in the name of Mafala. Things were about to get even better for the Tong. When the Tribunal came into power, they named the Morag Tong as the official executioners of Tamriel. In many cases, the Morag Tong would also play both judge and jury. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Tong could legally kill whoever they wanted. To an extent. Killing someone very wealthy and powerful probably wouldn't go over so well, but the point is, it was easier than ever to kill in the name of Mafala. Wealth, political power, and a happy Daedric leader. Life was good for the Morag Tong. In the Second Era, 
year 324, the potentate Versadeche was assassinated. The official story says it was a contract killing by the Morag Tong. But it's not the assassination of the potentate that was upsetting. It was the brazen display of overconfidence and lack of respect. You see, those responsible smeared the name Morag Tong in the victim's blood all throughout the palace. The tribunal cracked down on the Tong and stripped away their title as official executioners of Tamriel. But the Tong was not disbanded completely. The tribunal would allow the Morag Tong to survive if they abandoned their worship of Mafala and bowed down to one of the tribunal god kings, Vivek. The Morag Tong agreed. I say the official story and those responsible, because it's unclear who actually killed the potentate. On one hand, it was the Morag Tong. Then when the Morag Tong abandoned the worship of Mafala for Vivek, members who were still loyal to Mafala broke off and started the Dark Brotherhood. On the other hand, with the wealth and power the Tong had accumulated, the organization abandoned the worship of Mafala a long time ago causing a new organization to start up that is based on the original founding principles of the Morag Tong, the Dark Brotherhood. In an attempt to hurt the Tong, it was the Brotherhood that killed the potentate and smeared the name Morag Tong in blood. There is evidence suggesting there was an underground war going on between the Brotherhood and the Tong, but no one knows when the Brotherhood was actually formed. After the Tong lost its way, a former member started hearing a voice in his head. A woman's voice telling him that Sithis was displeased with the lack of souls being sent to the Void. The voice gave the former member a name and the commandment to kill. The man obeyed and became the first listener of the Dark Brotherhood. Aside from the Night Mother, the listener is the head of the organization. The listener passes contracts down to the speakers, who assign the contracts to members to carry out. The listener and the speakers make up the Black Hand, the governing body of the Dark Brotherhood, but they refer to themselves as a family, brothers and sisters in darkness. But the woman's voice, who is she? Who is the Night Mother? She is someone who knows and understands Sithis, Someone who has experience in killing as a form of worship. Someone who originally started an organization to send souls to the void. Mafala. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Mafala's wishes don't stop because of the petty politics of mortals. The Morag Tong turned its back on her, so she founded a new guild, the Dark Brotherhood. The corpse of Sithis's legendary wife is the Night Mother Sentinel in the Plain of Mundus. But the Night Mother is truly the Daedric Prince Mafala. The Dark Brotherhood and the Night Mother's reign spread far and wide throughout Tamriel in the Third Era. Not every sanctuary had a listener, however, but still used the name and discipline of the Brotherhood to capitalize on the business of contract killing. One leader actually claimed to be the Night Mother, starting her own sanctuary after leaving the Thieves' Guild. She and other members of the Thieves' Guild realize that burglary jobs are much easier if you simply strangle the homeowner. This was unacceptable because most of the Thieves' Guild's income comes from more complex jobs. Blackmailing, racketeering, and extortion are all forms of theft that allow the Guild to steal from a person more than once. 
an income stream as opposed to a one-time payment. The guild can also be hired to discreetly undermine a political opponent of the client. Murder is not discreet. It's messy and expensive. This is why the Thieves' Guild does not kill, or at least, tries not to. The woman decided to leave the Thieves' Guild and start her own Dark Brotherhood family focused on the murder-for-hire business, taking the name of the Night Mother simply as a title to designate herself as the leader of the business, collecting contracts from clients directly as opposed to through the disembodied voice of an immortal third party. So, ladies and gentlemen, we know the Night Mother's legend, we know she is actually Mafala, and that her name is used as a title in less religious sanctuaries. But we still have one more mystery. Where is the Night Mother's body now? Well, we know where it was and where it may be, if it even still exists. In the fourth era, year 188, the Night Mother's body was in its crypt in Cyrodiil near the Shaden Hall Sanctuary. The listener of Shaden Hall, Alessand Dupree, had an enemy. Her own father killed her mother in the prior year. Dupree joined the Dark Brotherhood to seek revenge as an assassin. The Night Mother spoke to her shortly after joining. Dupree's father learned she joined the Brotherhood and raised an army to kill his daughter before she could kill him. He laid siege to the Night Mother's crypt, hoping to lure out his daughter and hurt the Dark Brotherhood. It worked. Dupree defended the Night Mother for as long as she could, but was ultimately incinerated by her father. The Night Mother's body was whisked away before it could be destroyed. Dupree's last speaker, Rasha, called on a trusted member to take the position of Keeper and watch over the Night Mother. A man who would do anything for the Night Mother and the Brotherhood. A man whose duties would drive him into madness. The happy-go-lucky gesture himself, and our dear friend, Cicero. Years went by. The Night Mother's silence grew more deafening in the sanctuary. Day after day, there was no new listener. But then, the wait was over. Rasha, the speaker, came forward and announced that the Night Mother spoke to him. He was the new listener. Ecstatic that the silence was broken, Cicero asked Rasha for the words. Rasha just looked at Cicero. There are words that only the Keeper knows. The Night Mother tells those words to the new listener, who relays them back to the Keeper thus confirming the new listener. Rasha had no words to relay to Cicero. Cicero slew the false listener, then fled with the Night Mother, leaving the Shaden Hall Sanctuary, the last sanctuary in Cyrodiil, without a governing body. That is all we know about the Night Mother. From here, we can speculate. It's likely that Cicero went to the last remaining Dark Brotherhood Sanctuary. It was located in the city of Falkreath in Skyrim. But in the year 200, one member of the Falkreath Sanctuary worked with the Emperor's Guard to frame another member and get them arrested. The issue was an internal power struggle, but the plan backfired and the Emperor's Guard laid siege to the Sanctuary and burned it to the ground. 
there were no survivors. No one knows for sure what happened to Cicero and the Night Mother. Some speculate that Cicero is dead and the Night Mother's body is lost, died on the road somewhere or entombed in the Falkyrie Sanctuary, and that is the end of the Dark Brotherhood. However, there are unconfirmed reports that the Dark Brotherhood not only lives on, but is responsible for the assassination of Emperor Titus Mede II. You know, the position of Keeper is very interesting, and more than just the cleanser of the Night Mother's body. It's not so much a Keeper of the body, but rather a gatekeeper that is preventing the rise of false listeners. Only through the trinity of the Night Mother, the Keeper, and the Listener can the Dark Brotherhood rise to its full strength. Skyrim lore has always been so fascinating to me, and I had a great time making this video. If you enjoyed it, please leave a like, and if you would like to see more, please subscribe. I'm working on more lore content, but I'm not formally trained in video editing, so with the learning curve, my process is quite slow. In the meantime, check out some of the Let's Plays on my channel. I'm currently doing weekly uploads of a Skyrim and Fallout 4 Let's Play. With that being said, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed. I am Mr. Navens, and I'll see you in the next one.